Well, hello, and welcome to the Partner Connection. This is Dell Technologies Partner Podcast, and I'm Cheryl Cook. And today I'm delighted to be joined by one of our Global Alliance partners, EY, and Greg Serafin, who's Chief Partner Officer at EY, has joined us for a wonderful discussion. So welcome, Greg. Cheryl, thank you for having me. It's great to be with you. I appreciate it so much. And Chief Partner Officer, I love that title. So tell me a little bit about what you do as a Chief Partner Officer. Well, apparently I confuse people because we're a partnership. So I think I've probably changed the title back to something <laughs> else. First of all, I chose the title or I changed the title recently because a lot of people in our industry are sort of adopting that title now to describe the role that I have at EY, which is I'm responsible for constructing our partner ecosystem. So the companies that we work with to jointly deliver value or in multiple parties to deliver value to common customers. And so I have responsibility for the overall strategy that we employ as a firm in selecting and working with partners, how to invest with partners. And of course, like every good business, I also take a revenue target and a growth target. So that's part of my job as well. I certainly appreciate the partnership that we at Dell and you at EY enjoy. And I know we are doing a lot of strategic work together in the effort of our mutual customers. So a lot of exciting things to talk about. And I think when I think about the partner ecosystem, never been better timed for the opportunity that we share. And it's really evident that none of us can do it alone, right? I mean, it requires many of us in strong partnerships to be able to help our customers, right? They're dealing with the pace of change and the barrier to change. Talk about how Dell is viewed by EY in your strategic lineup of partnerships. Well, we actually view Dell as one of the largest potential value-creating relationships that we're going to form, certainly in my five-plus-year tenure now in the role. We think that we've reached the age of what we're calling the intelligent edge. I know that Dell certainly views it that way as well with your Apex program and all the wonderful things that you guys are developing on the convergent infrastructure side of the business. We think that the most valuable things that clients are going to do to transform their businesses, transform their customer experiences, their stakeholder experiences, their operations, how they respond to disruption, how they transform that's really going to be powered by the convergence of the intelligent edge with the intelligent cloud. And Dell, of course, is, in our estimation, going to be one of the leaders. You know, we call you the hyperscalers of the edge, mm -hmm. if we can use that term. And we think that the value that we're going to create for clients is going to be astonishing. And of course, when we think about value sure we're not just thinking about a value to the IT function which you guys of course for decades have created a huge amount of value for IT buyers but we're also thinking about how do you extend that value into the context of the business buyer and solve real business problems and thus get access to the business buyer's budget which is a big part of the value proposition that we're trying to drive in the market together well i love the way you articulate value creation because at the end of the day, that's really what we're all trying to achieve. You know, and when you look at the power of partnerships and coming together, it's how do we lean on each other's given strengths as a company to help our customers either accelerate revenue, help them transform and innovate their own business processes. 
You mentioned intelligent cloud and intelligent edge, which certainly lives in a lot of our strategic imperatives as a company too, when we see our customers navigating hybrid cloud, multi-cloud. Talk about when you engage with customers and we talk about the edge to the core, to the cloud, we think about it in terms of simplifying operations, bringing innovative technologies, and you have robust expertise in how to marry that to business and business partnerships. Talk about some of the industry vertical orientation around this idea of edge, because I know you guys work across a myriad of industries and a myriad of different customer types. Yeah, like you, we touch just about every corner of the market. So there's plenty to choose from. We've chosen actually as our initial focus area with Dell to really look at the needs of the manufacturing segment across different industries. So it's more of a horizontal, I suppose, than a vertical in the sense that you have CPGs do manufacturing, you have medical device companies that do manufacturing, pharmaceuticals, automobile manufacturers, and so forth. But we think that this is a here and now business issue for our joint clients. They need to shorten their supply chains. They need to right size and right source. They need to drive more efficiency in their manufacturing operations because the amount of waste per SKU becomes really important in an ESG-aware and driven world, particularly as regulation starts to really kick in and require the reporting and also the decarbonization and so forth that's coming our way as companies, all of which is good for all of us, obviously, but is actually hard to do. So that's a big area that we think Dow and EY and other partners, which I'll talk about in just a second, Together, we can really make an impact. And so one of the first areas is Industry 4.0, the adoption of digital manufacturing technologies to mainstream manufacturing clients. Cheryl, the mega companies, whether they're automobile manufacturers like Ford or Mercedes, or they are pharmaceuticals like Pfizer or Johnson & Johnson and down the line, like the mega companies, the P&Gs, the Unilever's, they all have massive capital and the ability to do their own bespoke work around digitizing the manufacturing processes. You get beyond the top three, 400 companies, and there are thousands and thousands of companies that are still doing manufacturing today, not different than they were doing it 30, 40 years ago, shockingly. And so we've partnered with Dell in a consortium called MXD, where we are building an intelligent edge-based set of solutions to really make digital manufacturing achievable and acquirable and easy to consume by the mainstream manufacturers of the United States initially, but ultimately we're going to take this global to multiple countries around the world. And we think that's really important. And the other thing that I really want to stress, Cheryl, is that we're working with Dell, but think of us as like a gravitational mass, right? Around which we have an orbit of ISVs. I'm going to use a Dell speak here, right? Companies like GE Digital and PTC and OMP and, and even SAP in that context is an ISV and stitching them all together into an end-to-end -end solution that we can offer clients on a pay-as-you-drink basis. So we take all of the difficulty out of making a decision. We take the risk out of them trying to be in a bespoke fashion, integrate all these different things together. We pre-integrated it. It's sitting on the edge. It's sitting in the cloud. You can buy it by the drink, 
And we think by doing this, Cheryl, we're going to unlock value in the marketplace for a broad swath of clients. And in the process, we'll become the backbone for all their future improvements in digital manufacturing for generations to come. We think that's very exciting. And that's just one example, Cheryl, of where we're looking to partner with Dell to drive similar types of value in other segments of the marketplace. You are very articulate and eloquent in highlighting the power of partnerships, right? Because it really is, in our words, the ecosystem of the validated designs, the reference architecture, the collaborative engineering and certification work that together we do that can offer confidence and assurance and velocity for the customers to be able to deploy and get after either new revenue streams for themselves or unlock efficiency. I really love the way you characterize value creation and unlocking value. And it really is in the power of bringing together these partnerships like Dell and EY and PTC and let us do the heavy lifting on the engineering, innovation of certification and simplified operations so that customers can really lean into, as you said, their own line of business and create value for their customers. Yeah, and really, Cheryl, it's even best practice, right? I mean, between us, on the IT side for you and and on the business process side for us, we understand best practice, don't we? In fact, you're a big manufacturer, last I checked, right? So, (laughs) you know, we understand that. And if you look at the history of heavily adopted platforms like SAP and its competitors, Oracle and Workday or Salesforce, right? Why have they been so successful? Because they bring a best practice model. They bring business best practice. They bring business process. They drive business outcomes that are measurable and understandable by the business buyer. And they're also a world-class IT scalable platform that's secure, et cetera, right? But there's only so many SAPs. You know, like ERP can't swallow the world. CRM can't swallow the world. The real problems of the future that we're going to solve aren't going to be from a single company. They're going to be from an ecosystem of companies, like you said, that are orchestrated. And we believe that Dell and EY are going to be the orchestrators of a huge number of these ecosystems to do what SAP and Salesforce did alone, right? Well, even they had ecosystems, if you think about it, to extend their platforms. But here it's even another level of difficulty, right? We're out in a space that you require like four, five, six, seven partners to really cover it end to end. And that complexity, we take that complexity away from the client and the client just benefits tremendously. And we benefit, frankly. Which again is like playing to each of our strengths, right? Let's let each partner bring their best capability and expertise and the customers ultimately get the benefit and the win-win. And the other thing you talked about is this shift and movement to as a service, subscription-based revenue models, buy by the drink, as you said. Talk about how the strong partnership with what we're bringing to market in Apex, what you're seeing with clients, that one is not just leveraging the strength of our ecosystem to bring validated designs, but it's giving them the flexibility on new consumption models as well. That flexibility is key, Cheryl. If you are a business stakeholder at Dell or even at EY, I mean, we talk about our own companies, right? All of us every year go in with our capital allocation requests, don't we? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a beauty contest at the end of the day at any company. Like, what are the priorities of the company that year? Greg, do you get your capital allocation? Cheryl, do you get yours? Like, do you get all of it? 
as soon as you're asking a client to deploy capital, you're in capital allocation and you have no idea, nor does the client understand ultimately whether they're gonna get that allocation or not. That's why you need to give the client the opportunity to buy this on OPEX, right? To buy it on BAU budget, to step into it without going and fighting it out in a capital allocation process. That flexibility, now they still may want to capitalize it, right? Some companies are going to say, no, no, we'd rather actually capitalize it because we're better at that. We don't need to buy it on your balance sheet. We'll buy it on our balance sheet. Thank you very much. But for many companies and for many buyers, having the flexibility to just consume it, that's what unlocks the ability to rapidly expand value in the marketplace is that flexibility. It's critical, Cheryl, that we offer that. And that's why Apex is so important because that's the flexibility that Apex drives in our customers. For sure. And like you said, these deployment models beyond consumption models are going to be varying, right? As you said, deploy near the intelligent edge, orchestrate and manage from the intelligent cloud. Increasingly, it's multi-cloud, right? You're going to have the hyperscalers and some of the public cloud players participating in some of these deployments. So it is very, very complex, as you said. So let me switch topics. You mentioned briefly a little earlier about how important the whole topic of ESG is becoming, particularly in the manufacturing reference you gave, or we share as two companies, I think a lot of the same values and vision and focus, and certainly ESG is more prominently risen to the agenda of many customers, particularly around the world. Talk about how you guys view the importance of ESG, where that lives in the way of your overarching strategy. So there's a few elements to ESG. So there's the pragmatic element, which is most companies are going to be under regulatory regimes where they're going to have to accurately report, record to report, things that they never had to record to report before, metrics and data that are not core finance metrics and data, yet they're going to have to be survive an audit in many cases, as soon as 2024, which is just around the corner, if you think about it. So there's a very pragmatic thing going on right now, which is helping companies get their arms around data, the data that ultimately is going to create transparency to public markets and to regulators about the ESG metrics, whether it's waste, whether it's equity and inclusion metrics, whether it's carbon and decarbonization, uh, et cetera, right? So today, if you think about the problem, even a company as sophisticated as Dell, and you guys are really good, if you were to really look at, okay, could we survive an audit today? That's a tall order for any company. And mm-hmm. so there's a very pragmatic piece right now, Cheryl. We're just helping companies get their arms around what is the data? Where is it sourced from? How do we make sure it's clean and the right format and the right quality and that it would survive audit so that what we're reporting is accurate and we don't get accused of greenwashing or anything else horrible that could befall us? So that's one element. So there's a whole piece of work there with partners really around the data. But then the more interesting work, I think, longer term is helping clients go, okay, so now you know what all your metrics are, you know how much waste you have in the various categories of waste, plastic, water, energy, et cetera. You know where you are with your diversity, equity, inclusion. You know all these things and you know you've got to get much better than you are today. Some will have further to go than others, Cheryl, but nobody's there, right? So then it's like, okay, now we got to do the really hard work 
of getting you there, reducing the amount of carbon, reducing the amount of waste, improving engagement with our employees and our stakeholders, being more diverse in our hiring, more inclusive in our management, and, and on down the line. And again, not just measuring it, but improving it. And again, here, when you start to really pick apart how ultimately we're going to solve this, there are three things that I know are going to be true. One is the intelligent cloud is going to be there. Two is the intelligent edge is going to be there. And it all has to be, like you said, managed in a converged way, which is what Dell is really awesome at. And then three is we need to do real things to change how companies operate, how they partner with each other. I have a saying, you can't have a circular economy if you continue to operate a linear supply chain, mm. right? So just the relationship between participants who used to be in sort of this, I buy from you and I sell to you, right? And we just went up and down the chain, right? Well, no, that's not going to get it done anymore. We're going to actually have to help these companies all get together and figure out how to work together in different ways to create that circular economy, to reduce waste. and do it. So that to me, Cheryl, that's the big, big piece that we've got to get to, but we still got this short-term piece, which is we just got to get our arms around and be able to measure it and talk the same language and know where each of us is and then know where we need to get to in terms of our journeys. So it's very exciting, Cheryl, both for EY as a company to make our own journey, as well as to work with Dow and others to help them make their journey. Well, it couldn't be more of a shared priority, right? I mean, we're all sharing the same planet. <laughs> we're all sharing Absolutely. the same degree of waste. And as you said, as large companies in this industry, it's a bit of our obligation to make sure we're focused and investing and delivering tangible, real results. And the regulatory reality you just highlighted on transparency is key, right? And yes. in Dell, we're a data-driven company and we always say what you measure gets done. So we're very open about setting audacious and ambitious goals for us as a company, but we certainly appreciate the work you're doing and the shared values we have. And it's a great example where one plus one will equal three, five or an exponential more for our customers and others when we all focus on it. Well, now let me take this in a separate direction. I kind of like to throw curveballs here and I promised that I would be friendly with you, but tell us a bit of a fun fact about yourself that might not be on your resume, your colleagues may not know, your customers may not know. What's a fun fact about Greg? I'm one of these people who I'm never more at peace than when I have my toolkit and I'm walking around doing projects. So I'm like a hardcore DIY person. Over the course of my life, I've probably done just a little bit about of everything that you would have to do to be able to build your own home or your own, you know, whatever. My goal before all said and done, Cheryl, is to have done all those things and then actually go out and build my own sort of place, right? As ah. a final big project for me and bucket list thing for me. You know, I like, I enjoy travel and other things that you would expect, but I really, really love working with my hands. My grandfather was a potato farmer. My father had a construction business. I have not forgotten those roots. And I just enjoy the satisfaction of, you know, doing things with my hands and then reaping the benefits for years and years to come and, and knowing that, you know, those were things that I you know, put together or built or whatever. So that's- Well, I love, I love that. So you're a builder, you're a creator. I'm a builder. Yeah, yeah I love yeah. that. 
Yeah, I love that. Well, I always could use a little more help around here. I am not. I don't focus on that, I have to say. So I do hire out. But Greg, I just want to tell you, we appreciate the partnership with EY so much. We share your optimism about the opportunity we have together. And we couldn't be more excited about the shared efforts and energy we're going to bring to our mutual clients. So thanks so much for taking the time to join us today. My pleasure. And we also share that optimism. We think we are a really well-matched pair. We have a great culture. We have great leadership. We have great brand permission, great service area to market, and we have great purpose. And we're activating that purpose. And it's really already impacting the market in a great way. Well, we sure appreciate your help and support. And thanks so much for sharing your insights with us, Greg. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, Greg, thanks again for taking the time and sharing your exciting insights with us. We hope you're all enjoying the podcast. So please give us feedback and review and be sure to tune back in in the next couple of weeks for our next episode of the Partner Connection. Until then, everyone be safe and stay well. 